You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punched at the time clock at 3.01 on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in East Tennessee. Hope you are doing well as we get set for another three-hour tour. Steve Hamer is on the show today, the big fella. VFL, former Boston Celtic. Yep. Joins us to talk Tennessee basketball as the Volunteers. A week ago today, fellas, we were we were way late by the bombshell news that broke Tuesday morning last week that the NCAA was back in town and that Tennessee was once again in the crosshairs of the evil empire. We did, We were so preoccupied with all that, we didn't even realize that Lamont Paris and South Carolina were sneaking up behind us with a big club ready to crack us over the back of the skull. We thought, for sure, yeah, our football program might be looking down the barrel of the gun, but Uncle Rick, he's got this. He never loses to South Carolina. Then what happened, happened. Worst game of the season, and all of a sudden, we're fighting a war on two fronts. We got the NCAA closing in. We got postseason Rick Barnes showing up early. Oh, my God, what do we do? Fast forward a week, and the the ship has been settled. We, uh, basketball, we win at Kentucky. It's okay. We didn't just win, Russell. We punk Kentucky. Nothing is broken. Nothing is screwed. We're okay. We're still here. And uh, I guess we're waiting. On, I have not seen anything coming oh, no. out of the NCAA case today. They're supposed to have the hearing for the temporary restraining order, right? Yeah, but doesn't it? T- usually in those things, it seems like the judge will, like you'll have the hearing. And then, like later on, he'll he'll give his decision. So it may be tonight. Oh wait, is this uh, is this legal bear coming no, up? No. The hell is this? This is Houston's music. Is it legal? No, 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 legal no, bear. No, no. Tell, I told you no. You just told us. No. Wait, wait, so the judge hears. Nope. This is the stupidest. No, you you softest did. music ever. I'm not gonna. This is. You want to know? You want me to play along with you? Stop giving me horrendous bumpers. That's terrible. That's just god awful. And I'm thinking about unscrewing this microphone for you, and I'll I'll hurl it at Crest. Counselor, please. What am I doing? You're gonna have that thing hanging out your ear, doing your little clarinet thing. Counselor, please. That's a trumpet. As Houston said, it's very horny. That's just god awful. So now you're gonna do the thing where you just continue to turn it up, louder and louder, to make me crazy. Counselor. I just want to know what you just said. The judge hears. I mean, this is this is low rent even for you. The judge he- concentrate, focus with me, please. I can't just, because I hate this song. Just give me a. I'm gonna start slapping. Be a, be a professional for a minute. Never claim to be a pro. The judge hears. Basically, they. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. You tell me, Russ. I'm sorry. Is this distracting you? Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. So what happens is this. Uh huh. I'm sure they had the hearing. You've never been in trouble before. They don't automatically t- give you the the you don't, uh-huh. you don't resolution. All right. I think it'll probably be later this afternoon. 
what is it about a great legal drama that you have to have a bunch of horns in the... I mean, that's just what puts it over the top. I'm sorry, you were saying? No, I'm done. That was all I had. Houston's the one that's reading it. He's your law guy. Go back to Matlock for him. What? Is, why are you mad at me? Because <laughs> you, uh, you're throwing in with him. What did I say? There are very I, few guys that can stand in that chair and, and me not get mad at. Or sit what did I do? You're just breathing right now. Yeah, could you try not to breathe so much? He does this. Yes, he. I don't know why you're mad at me. Trying to break down. We just want to know if our football program is going to survive. I don't know. Tennessee football hangs in the balance, and you're whining about the music. We're, We're looking for a preliminary injunction here. I think I nailed that. A TRO, baby. Yeah. Temporary restraining order. You ever had one of those put on you? <laughs> have you? No. Oh. <laughs> I have that. No, it, it, be, it wasn't well, temporary, by if, God. If it's we a were taking Tuesday. The fan run radio employee most likely to have a TRO placed against them. I mean. Marcus Young. Well, ever since, <laughs> ever since Charlie left, like, I don't know, there's a close second. What? Marcus, Jake. Marcus, Jake, and you mm. are in in this conversation. Not the only ones that work in this building. Marcus is too light, uh, you know, uh, light mannered, soft hearted. He's he's too squishy to have. That's what they say about all the serial killers. Yeah, he J- reminds me of Ed Kemper. Jake is 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 harmless. And I think Bear is harmless, but most people don't realize that until they've been around him for an extended period of time. Which, you know, I, I could see somebody new coming into your life and wait, wait a minute, this guy's insane. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a judge step in to make sure he stays at least 100 feet away from me at all times. I'm funny crazy. That's what my mom said. So we're waiting. At the I still don't really understand the the temporary restraining order and the preliminary injunction. To me, sound like the same thing. And we're in court a week from today. By the way, why haven't we sent Tucker Harlan, Up there our fan run beat reporter, to Greenville on the fan run private law. jet to to cover that? Do you think any of the uh, you want to go? We we want to send Counselor Bear. I mean, this is this feels like the exact thing that they have warned us against. Remember all weekend? Hey, folks, do not go up there. Don't go up there. Like it's it's going to be go bad. Go up there and get some pals. They've got a couple of them in Greenville. I mean, if if, if Tucker goes and his quarter zip and his khakis, like they're going to let him in. That's a professional member of the media. I'm not. I didn't say that. But, yeah, if Tucker goes, like I feel like they would let him in. Mm. How do you think I'd do down there on, at the media availabilities with you, Tucker? Would It'd you be, be embarrassed? No. Would you, not, would you not want me to sit with you? Well, Rick is there. He knows you, too. Okay. Oh, Rick would never deny me. The judge walks in, sits down. They start deliberating, and Bear stands up from the, from the galley and says, I... I, objection, Your Honor. Hearsay, erroneous, erroneous. They're no. like, excuse me, sir. You're gonna have to sit down. You're not a a real lawyer. No, you can't. 
That, just inter- you can't just interject. That would not happen. <laughs> no. Oh no. You would. You would. Yeah. You would went, keep it. I was in court for something, and the guy before me, swear to God, is not me. Guy before me, I didn't think he got that far out of bounds. I mean, you Bear would be like thing, one of they, those sovereign citizens. It's like, Your Honor, no. it says clearly here, bylaw 14C line 3 dash 2. You're dead wrong on that. that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm able to travel in this country. I can travel, Your Honor. Diplomatic immunity. That's from uh, uh, Lethal Weapon 2. There you go. South Africa. No, man. I, I learned early on. Anybody that can. If you piss them off with something you say verbally, and they can just, hey, you're in contempt. Take him, bail this, take him uh, into custody. I mean, this ends with Bear being wheeled out on one of those dollies with the Hannibal Lecter mask, a spit mask over his head, and <laughs> so Fan Run Radio being permanently banned yeah. from all official media functions. because yeah, I'm the one who acts like a psychopath on social media around here. I treat court the same way I do Twitter. I don't. I don't say boo. Said yes, your honor. No, your honor. Is Rodney Garner leaving for Auburn? Is that uh, what's what's happening? What I'm seeing reports that he could be interested. I think, but from the consensus of guys down there at Auburn covering it, it seems like they want a younger guy. Why but would he want to work for T- DJ Durkin? Thing is, it's his alma mater. It's his alma mater. His wife apparently still lives there. Yeah, what? His kids go to UT. True. Yeah, how do you work that deal? I mean, call me crazy, but hell, it's Truthful Tuesday. There's not a husband on this planet that, deep down, even if they'd never admit it publicly, for fear of pissing off their old lady, I feel like most husbands would eh, be a pretty, pretty, pretty good deal. I'll just stay up here in Knoxville, coach some football. Nah, you don't have to move up here. What do you think, Houston? You're a newlywed. Do you like to live and work somewhere else and leave the old ball and chain behind? He is whipped. What are you doing? Be an adult. Uh, I feel like that probably wouldn't fly. <laughs> it probably wouldn't Here's fly. the plan, sweetheart. Here's, I've got the opportunity of a lifetime. This is going to be great for us. We just won't see each other ever. We'll FaceTime nightly. Uh, just, uh, he ain't going to do that, man. Do the long distance thing. Yeah, no. kicked his coverage. He ain't going that. I mean, you did. A lot of us did. Probably all of us in this room. I don't know about me. Well, you're still young. Well, you got to kick first. Yeah. It's true. Got to get in the game, son. Uh, Tucker Tucker's uh, goes for it on every fourth down. He's like that coach in Arkansas. He's never punted. Chelsea, the meme. How does Rodney Garner not have a Wikipedia page? By the way, is that a joke? I don't know. The guy's been around forever. Did you guys see the meme of Dan Campbell from the Lions on the Price Is Right wheel, and it's sitting on ninety-five cents? (laughs) It says, "I want to spin again." I want to spin, Drew. (laughs) Oh no, who's Drew? Drew Carey, the new the host host of the Price Is Right. What happened? Oh, I'm sorry. I I was thinking uh, wheel. Mm. I was like, what happened Pat to Pat? It? What happened to Pat? He's still going strong, man. Yeah. Yeah. We got a health but I think update he had, Did he announce that. his retirement? Yeah, I want to say he retired, right? Or did he just announce it? Sometime over the summer, I believe. 
Yeah, because Vanna this. was trying to get like a, a new and bigger deal, and they're like, mm. how much she get for turning letters around and looking just absolutely gorgeous for the past? I don't know. I haven't seen her in a while. How's she holding up? Uh, the the to go look the, at the film. Three million a year for Vanna. Sixty six. South Carolina girl, Myrtle Beach. I didn't know that. Really. Uh, was married to George Santo Pietro from 1990 to 2002, so she is available, fellas. Hmm. What do you think? Would you take 66-year-old Vanna out, Bear, show her a good time? Mm. Don't lie. <laughs> He's got to be choosy. Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> it's a truthful Tuesday. <laughs> she going to buy me stuff? She makes $62,000 a day, Bear. What are you? Would you let her take you out to dinner? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's Truthful Tuesday, yeah, I would. Okay. In the 1980s, she was engaged to be married to John Gibson, a Playgirl magazine centerfold and Chippendales dancer who later became an actor. She However, was, Gibson uh, died in a 1986 plane crash. Hmm. She was also in, uh, it was one of the biggest best-selling issues of Playboy all time. Vanna was? Vanna was in Playboy. No. Yes. Vanna did Playboy? Google it. You can see the pictures. I'm not Googling. Hey, uh, Tucker, could you do some research? Uh, I need to look at the film worth google google yeah remember that was a big deal in the 80s they get celebrities to pose i did not know they got vanna wow the, the madonna one broke when i was at you my freshman year i don't at think UT. i've seen that one either the yeah, one I, that's one that like it was kind of skeevy because it was some dude that took pictures of her well, you you won't turn off the you won't Save turn search. off the adult the adult thing on your on your phone there tucker Mom and dad still got access to your search history. Does your, does your mom have that? Your mom and dad have that app that the that dude in Congress has with his son, where you can see what you know. Oh yeah, you make a commitment to Christ not to look at porn together. <laughs> They've got and they track you. It tra this guy's tracking his oh, college man. age sons. I feel like I've heard of this thing. Brett yeah. Brett just said that Ryan Seacrest is taking over on Wheel of Fortune. God, where's that guy? I did never like that guy. Noted Georgia Bulldog. No, thanks. While we're on just silly stuff, did you guys see that uh, Steve Harvey, not a big fan of Rob Gronkowski? Really? Yeah. Why? Apparently on New Year's Eve. Oh, thing, yeah, when he Gronk smashed his head. Lego had made like this. It looked dead off like it. It my, really Lego was good. Lego Steve Harvey. And Gronk showed up in like a football uniform from 1895 with a leather helmet. And Gronk may have been, may have been overserved. A little bit inebriated. And a little more than that. Yeah, that's what it was. Doesn't sound like the Gronk I know. Here but speaking go, of Smash, he just picks up this, I don't know how big, what did you say it was like a foot, two feet tall and a foot and a half wide, two feet wide? Dude, Rob Gronkowski, he's what, six, seven? Two, oh, no, six, I'm just saying it was like a big Lego thing, yeah. and he just there were They were crunched it. It, it immediately you, crashed it into... No, no two pieces we'll were nicely. stuck together. No, anymore. His impressive feet. Natural. He got mad quick. I'm sorry. Russell's uh, Tucker came through. Show, show Houston. Uh, quick timeout. The drive continues. It's fan run radio. Steve Hamer joins the festivities when we continue on many of these fine fan run affiliates. Tennessee basketball back on a roll. Can they keep it going? We discuss with the big man up next right here on Fan Run Radio.
Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell Bear, Houston, Tucker Harlan cruising with you on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon in East Tennessee. Let's say hello to the big man, Steve Hamer, former basketball ball, joining us on the program. Hello, Steve. How are you, sir? Doing absolutely great, man. What a beautiful day here on Rocky Top. Uh, you know, just just gorgeous, just enjoying uh, this uh, warm weather. Um, and there was a certain basket, basketball game on this past Saturday night that also leads to my enjoyment of this, this beautiful day. Oh, man, we, we were just talking what a difference a week makes. You know, it was a week ago tonight, South Carolina kind of snuck in here and stole our lunch money, Steve. Like nobody was expecting it and you're all feeling some type of way, you know, what's happening in this basketball team. And then isn't it funny how when you play two games a week, like you go up there to Rupp on Saturday and it just washes everything about that South Carolina game away. We are back on track, baby. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, when you when you go back and you look at that South Carolina matchup, obviously, you know, we, we would certainly like to have a little revisionist history and go back and win that game and, you know, uh, uh, you know, have the same outcome at Rupp Arena. But at the same time, man, it's in, in this day and age, given the transfer portal additions that teams are able to fashion a team together fairly quickly, a talented team. Uh, you know, South Carolina, they were picked to finish dead last in the conference uh, by the prognosticators and the pundits. Man, they were, they were, finished, they were picked to finish dead last. And, you know, they, they, they had the chip on their shoulder. They, they, they had, um, you know, all the transfers that came in. And they're a really good basketball team. And, I, you know, looking back on that game, I don't, I don't find any shame in that loss because, you know, they, they're now ranked top 15. Uh, and when we go over to Columbia country and beat them in the coming weeks, you know, we will even up that score. Uh, and it's going to look even better on our resume because South Carolina will still be ranked in the top 20, uh, when we go over there to beat them. So, you know, just given the landscape of college basketball now, uh, um, you know, night in, night out. Kansas goes and loses at Kansas State last night. Um, you know, it, it just happens nowadays. Florida goes up to Kentucky and beats Kentucky at home. Um, it, it is what it is, man. And, and, you know, that's something that's, you know, henceforward going to be the norm and not the exception. These type of games are going to happen. You talk about this new landscape in college basketball and the transfer portal and what a big impact that has and you know, you, you look at Kentucky, and uh, their fans are down bad, as the kids say, Steve. And um, why hasn't he been able to get any more track? I mean, they've got a good team. I still think they're probably one of the best teams, one of the two or three best teams in the league. But you mentioned the loss to Florida at home, losing to Tennessee at home. Why hasn't Calipari – they've only got one NCAA tournament win in the last five years. That's Kentucky, Steve. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah it is. It is alarming. Um, you know, in, in, in they've lost back to back home games now, uh, but you, you look back even further, and they've lost three out of their last four games in totality. Um, and I, I think you're, you, you what you understand about Coach Calipari, although I think he's a, I think he's a talented coach. 
I think he's an exceptional recruiter. Um, and when you have the compilation of talent that Kentucky does year in and year out, specifically Kentucky, you know, they, they have so much turnover every single year. Imagine being a part of a fan base that you go out, your kids want to, hey, I want to get this T-shirt from, from, you know, this kid and support this kid. Well, yeah, that's great, but he's probably not going to be there next year, whether he leaves via the portal or goes on to the NBA or goes to Europe or, or goes to the G, whatever he does. It, it, it just it has to be so frustrating if you're a Kentucky basketball fan because you have all of these five stars. You got the high four stars. You get the transfers, and yet they still don't gel. Russell, think, think about this. It was about two weeks ago that you had this relatively unknown seven-footer at Kentucky that put on a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they call him Big Z. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, he's dunking the ball. He's shooting threes. Man, he's passing behind the back. Russell, have you heard anything about him in the last three weeks? You, nothing. You've, you've heard nothing because, you know, he's, he's on the bench and, and you know, he's injured. And, uh, so imagine having that at, your, at your, your disposal, but you also got to appease 14 other guys that are trying to get the same type of, of limelight and play and, and, and get their numbers up. So, you know, I, I think for Kentucky, man, uh, it, it, it is what it is with Kentucky. You're going to see this every single year. And for Calipari, it's just a matter of how quickly can he get those guys to jail. Uh, and this year, like, no, like, like, you know, it's not different than any other year, man. They're, they're having trouble right now. I think that they're going to come together uh, towards the end of this season. Uh, I think you're going to see a much different team when they come to Thompson Bowling Arena, Food City Center. Uh, I think you'll see a different team at the SEC tournament, and 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 who knows what they do from there. Hey, Steve, do you think it's also because one of the things I've noticed about Kentucky is they don't have like you're saying, like they don't have any three year, four year guys anymore. Those guys that used to drive us nuts seem like they've been at Kentucky for like twenty years, and they they just don't have those guys, and it's it's pre- predominantly one and dones and and guys that are only looking to be at most two years. Yeah, I think that plays a very vital role. Um, you know, think about this. Just just uh, three years ago, Kentucky had one player return from the previous season. They had 14 guys leave their program via transfer portal or the NBA. 14. Mm. So, you know, when, when you look at a – you juxtapose that with the Tennessee basketball team, and we've got a fifth-year guy in Santi Vescovi. Uh, we've got a fifth-year guy in Josiah Jordan James. You have an elder statesman, Dalton Connect, who, who's been junior college, who's gone, uh, you know, and, and played at various spots throughout the country. Then, then you've got you know Jonas Adu, who who is older. You've got Takai Ziegler, who is now older. Jemai Meshack, who is now older. Well, you know, you can readily see. The, the physicality and the experience that our guys bring to the table. You know, we, we might have uh, uh, gotten uh, a left hook to the chin from South Carolina the other night, but, but more times than not, the experience, the talent, the depth is going to play a vital role for Tennessee basketball, and that was not more uh, evident 
than than that Rupp Arena the other night. Rupp Arena cut or, or Kentucky cut that lead to one. There was no panic from Tennessee. The older guys, man, they held it together, got a few buckets, few buckets back to back, and all of a sudden the lead was right back up to to ten, and we ran away with it. VFL Stevie Hamer with us this afternoon on the program. Steve, how good was it to see? Josiah Jordan James break out in such a big way in such a big moment after uh, you know he had kind of disappeared at least offensively the past couple of games. Yeah, it was huge. It, it was absolutely huge. Uh, and and I'd been I'd been telling people that for the past several games that hey it's just a matter of time before Josiah before Santi have one of those. Uh, epiphanies, if you will, that light bulb is going to go off, and man, it's going to shine bright. Uh, they're they're going to break out of that slump, and it was it was such uh, it, it was so good for Josiah, particularly on a national stage on ESPN, break out of that slump that he was in. Um, I think he had only scored like 13 points in his last six games prior to you know the Kentucky game, so for him to double that output have a career best, man, is huge. Uh, and, and, again, Russell, I, I look for Santi to follow suit. You know, if, if you look at um, what Santi's been doing the last four games, Santi's been shooting the ball a lot better. He's averaging, you know, 10, 12 points a game his last uh, last four games or so. And I think he's turning the corner. Uh, and, and you know, you, you, you better look out, man. When those two guys get it going again, start cooking again, man, it is a different basketball team. Um, uh, so, so, so proud of Josiah Jordan James because, you know, as a fifth-year guy, man, you want to be able to, to pull your weight, right? You, you want to say, man, I'm giving my all right now. You know, Dalton Connect's carrying us, but, man, I, I'm still giving my – 10 to 12 to 14 points a game. And when you don't have that, I know that it weighs on you. It weighed on him, and for him to break out in such a special time was awesome. Yeah, with Connect, the the previous couple of games leading into that, you know, it, it just felt like they were so reliant on him. And, uh, you know, I mean, there, there are games probably, Steve, where they're going to need him to go for over 20 points, maybe over 30 points, whatever, but I mean, I don't think anybody would deny it was more fun to watch Saturday. You know, just winning at Rupp is always going to be fun to watch, but scoring over 100 points and just it total felt like – Total team effort. Total team effort, and Kentucky never knew where it was coming from. And um, Steve, you played the game. I'd imagine those are the hardest teams to prepare for when everybody can light you up. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, furthermore, think about this, guys. If I were to have told you before Saturday night's game that Tennessee basketball was going to give up over 90 points yeah. and one guy in particular was going to have a 35, 36-point outing and Dalton Connect was only going to score 16 points, you probably would have said, Steve, we're going to take this L and, and we'll, we'll, we'll turn our attention to – LSU coming in, you know, to the Food City Center. But because of what we did as a team, we didn't stand around and watch Dalton Connect go to work. Instead, I think there was much more movement. I think there was much more confidence and shot-making ability. Zakai Ziegler got us started with a three. 
Mitchell side. Jordan took that first look, knocked it down, tickled the twine, and then it was off to the races from there. So having that type of confidence, now all of a sudden, Don Connect, man, he can go, man, I don't have to carry this load tonight, man. This is, you know, the team's got it right now. And, and, and you look at Dalton's scoring, he didn't get up to 16 points, man, until very late when they put him at the free throw line, and, and he knocked down some, some clutch free throws. So it, it, he didn't get up to 16 points right away. So, you know, uh, th- this was huge for, for the team. Um, even guys like Cam Carr, right? You probably didn't have that on your, on no. your bingo sheet lineup as well that a guy like Cam Carr, who had only played in one SEC game thus far this season, Coach Barnes puts him in in a critical spot. Critical. He comes in, gets an alley-oop pass to Josiah Jordan-James for the dunk, right back down on the other end. He secures the defensive rebound, kicks it out on the break. We get another deuce, and, and, and we go up by six. So, you know, that just tells you what type of talent – and the type of belief that Coach Barnes has in each and every player. And, and oh, by the way, we hadn't talked about Tobey Owaka. We hadn't talked about any of those guys just yet. So, man, just what a complete basketball team that, that we've got right now. Yeah, I was going to – you know, we haven't mentioned the Awaka, uh dust-up there with, with Bradshaw. Would, you know, they, they stop the game. They tee a couple. There's some jawing, some pushing, some shoving, maybe some kissing. All that stuff that's going on there, Steve. Like when when you're in the huddle and they've stopped the game, right? And they're reviewing it on the sideline. And uh, what, what's going on in that huddle at that point in time when tempers are rising like that? Well, I, I will tell you this much. Um, I, I believe it is it Tom Petty. Uh, we won't back down. Yeah. Won't back down. I, I, yeah, I, I think that for that particular moment, I think that Kentucky found out really quickly at that moment that, man, this Tennessee team has fight and they're not going to back down. So when Tobey Walker was shoved in a very cowardly way, mind you guys, cowardly way, in the back, not you know he didn't, he didn't wait till Tobey turned around to shove him in his chest. He shoved him in his back, uh, and again I say that's pretty cowardly. Um, so when 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 that dust up happens and Doug Shouse runs over and grabs Bradshaw and pulls him away, they realize that oh my goodness this Tennessee team is tough. They're physical and they're not going to back down. And I think that really put their stamp on that particular game. And that's going to pay dividends because the next time Kentucky comes to our house, you better look out. Um, <laughs> this raucous crowd that's going to feed the floor, they're going to quickly find out that, again, in the great words of Tom Petty, man, we ain't backing down. This is this is going to be our show. Oh, man, what a rivalry. You know, I mean, there's the – thing a couple of years ago at Thompson Bowling where like the strength coach was getting into it with Ziegler or something and there Santi was ready to throw down he's he's right. he's hot timber hey Steve did, is there anybody you ever got into it with like that in an SEC oh game? yeah man that there, there was a kerfuffle every single game man back then who, who I mean, was you it? know it was we, we we had battles with Antonio McDice of Florida and 
you know, Roy Rogers. Um, we, we had uh, 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 the, the, the guys from Florida, uh, Dimitri, the, the meat hook, uh, Andrew, the clerk. Man, the list wow. just goes on and on and on, man. We would have pushing matches. That, that, that's like, that type of stuff happened all the time. But I will say this, guys. That's when basketball was real. Again, I know we've talked about this before, but, man, how I miss the days yes. of a Kurt Rambis being clothesline yes. by Kevin McHale. Come on, and come man, on up here on just, the porch with us, Stevie. We, we love it when we talk yeah. about the old school game. Let's Grab your glass of lemonade. <laughs> Let's do it. Was there is there one person that just – is there any guy that you played against that was automatic as soon as you saw him on the floor? He just <laughs> – not, not really. I, you know, not really, uh, because we had such a mutual respect for one another, and 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 we fought for. I know it's the football terminology, but we fought for every blade of grass, right? We fought for every inch of that that floor, whether it was at their place or our place. And neither one of us is going to back down. You know, you might have gotten the best of us um, at your place, but we were going to, you know, have that same vim, vigor, and vitality at our place and just really go after it. So at the end of the day, man, we, we would we would dap each other up, man. Hey, you know, great game. Uh, can't wait to see you again. But that's what old school basketball was, man. You just you went after each other with everything you had. You fought tooth and nail. Man, if you had to shove, push, crack, scratch, claw, whatever you had to do, and then it was over, it was over. But But nowadays, I think the game is just so... Uh, I'm trying to find the right way. For lack of a better word, I think it's soft. You know, the fact, guys, and I told my wife, I was sitting on our couch watching that dust up. I told my wife, I said, you watch. It will be a double technical foul because that officiating crew, just like every other crew, they want to appease both benches. They don't want to, I don't, I don't want to ruffle any feathers over here, so... Uh, let's see, we'll give them a yeah. double technical foul. Even better, let's do a quadruple technical foul. That'll cancel <laughs> everything <seen> out, <laughs> and no one, no one has the advantage. That's ludicrous. That is, anyone that watched that basketball game could readily see that Tobey did nothing. Absolutely nothing. He, 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 he the, the, the guard, and I can't remember who it was, ripped the ball well after the whistle. It was that should have been one technical. Yeah, Dillingham. Then there should have been another technical because he got shoved in the back, and then Toby just turns around and stands his ground. But yet he gets a technical, and oh by the way, Jordan Ganey gets a technical for coming in and just saying, you know, clapping his hands and talking. Are you kidding? Yeah, I... uh, it, it's just it's ridiculous. I'm getting kind of teed off now that you think. Uh, now that you <laughs> mentioned it, Steve, we won the game, and <laughs> still, that would have been a sticking point if uh, if we had collapsed after that. The great Steve Hamer with us this afternoon. Hey, Steve, one last thing for you. We'll let you out of here. Uh, speaking of the NBA, do you think Dalton Connect has a skill set that translates to the next level? I do, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, and, I'm, and I'm glad you asked that because I understand uh, at this particular juncture that Zach Eady um, up at Purdue is the – front runner for the National Player of the Year. I get it. Um, he's, a, he's a big body. He, he commands the presence in the paint. Man, he can turn around dunk. And But what sets D 
Dalton connect apart from any other player, any other player, is that Dalton is a three-level scorer. You need a big-time three? Okay, I can knock down a three in your eyeball. You need me to back someone down, back someone down, turn around over my right or left shoulder and jump up and shoot it? I can do that as well. Or do you need me to, to go to the paint and finish with authority over anybody? Yeah, I can do that too. So, so when you look at the, the, the three-level score that Dalton Connect is, that translates very well to the next level, very well. And, and people will say, well, you know, maybe he doesn't play so well defensively. Well, neither does 98% of the players <laughs> in the NBA, right? So Good point. I think his game translates very well to that next level, so much, in fact, that there's a certain player with his, his uh, jersey hanging in the rafters of the Food City Center. Upon seeing Dalton for the first time months ago, he said, oh, yeah, that's an NBA player. Wow. Wow. Can you, you tell us who, who that was? There, there, we got a couple hanging on there now. <laughs> I will say this. He, he, uh, he wore number 20, and he, and he, and he works in the Knicks okay. organization. Right. That, that um, narrows it down. That, that, yes, yes. He, he, is, he is high on Dalton Connect, um, as a lot of NBA people are now. He's, Dalton has turned some heads, man. He has turned some heads for sure. And Connect is almost like a clone of, of what Allen Houston was back in the just six foot six, and like you said, Steve can do it all. Can can shoot the lights out, we, we, but can all mid range game uh, can take it to the hoop, can absolutely do it all. And the the one thing that I find so impressive about Connect is he you know he already obviously already had that three level scoring set skill set before he came here. He could have gone anywhere. And played big time basketball, and and been the man, and scored a bunch of points. He came to play for Barnes, knowing that Barnes is going to be so hard on him because he wanted to learn how to play defense. Because he knows that he's going to have to guard better players at the next level. He didn't have to do that, Steve. Like he didn't have to put up with that. Uh, you you've gone to practice. You've seen how hard Barnes is on his star players. How much he works them. How hard he rides them. Uh, Dalton didn't have to do that. He did it because he wanted to because he knew that was an area of his game that had to improve. 100%. Um, you know, it, it, it takes, you know, we talked about this before, but it takes a, 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 a special talent to play for someone like Coach Barnes um, because Coach Barnes is so particular and meticulous when it comes to offensive sets and and, and playing defense and doing things the right way, man, if, you, if you're the type of guy, and, and this, is, this is, again, look at Kentucky and Tennessee's rosters. Most, if not all, of those guys at Kentucky would never be able to play for Coach Barnes, period. They, would, they wouldn't do it uh, because they wanted to go to a program like Kentucky where, you know, look, at the, the very maximum be here one year anyway, um, you know, class is probably optional, uh, and and I'm going to be able to play my style of basketball. You know, I, I'll I'll mess with the team, but I'll still have my mark on the game. Whereas if you come here, you are going to acclimate and assimilate pretty quickly, or else you're not going to be here. Period. Now, you know, when you look at the talent, 
the coaching, the, 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 the everything that Coach Barnes has brought to this university, to this program, man, for someone like Dalton Connect to come here, who knows, guys, who knows what this seemingly insignificant transfer from northern Colorado may pay dividends in the future. In other words, how many other guys are out there going, man, Dalton played at northern Colorado, and he came there, and look at what he's doing? Well, well, maybe I'll go to Tennessee. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. So who knows what type of dividends that that may pay moving forward. Great point. Steve, always a pleasure visiting with you, my friend. Thank you so much for jumping on. We will do it again soon. You guys are the best, man. Always honored to be on with y'all, man. And you call me anytime. I'm there for you. All right, we'll do it. That's Steve Hamer, former Tennessee big man. You can follow him on X at Stevie underscore Hamer. Uh, one of the good guys, one of the many good guys, former Vols out there. Always enjoy catching up. Uh, the bunch he played with, they're pretty, they're pretty uh, rough bunch to play basketball. Does, I yeah, I mean, uh, Steve doesn't need any uh, nudging to get up on the porch with us and reminisce about the good old days. Yeah, about how basketball used to be played. I would not want him grabbing on me. Quick timeout. The drive continues. Fan Run Radio. Open up the phone lines here, 865-546-8200 if you want to jump in. 546-8200, back with more after this. Fade Run Radio, the drive continues. Steve Hamer, VFL Bear, what did you learn? Um, I mean, it wasn't surprising. He's a, he's up on the porch with us, but, you know, he's an old dude like us. Um, the Kentucky stuff is interesting to me because when he, when he talks about that fan base, Russ, um, they, I mean, guys, there's no way. Like, the, like old school Kentucky fans, they have to hate that this is how their basketball team is. It it's weird because they they did the one and done thing. And then they tried to adjust and do the transfers. Remember they they pulled like that guy from Stanford who was well, Sheboy was a transfer. Sheboy like they mm-hmm. had some some pretty good ones. And but that hasn't worked and it feels like they've gone back to one and done. And I, I'm not writing their epitaph just yet like I, I think they could have a pretty good finish to the season i think they could too but you got their wagner healthy but but it's it's become kind of toxic up there is is yeah. the thing like the fans are you gotta out. make it to the second weekend at least for some of these fans there is uh is is uh our our buddy big josh says uh, uh they're ready for him to get get out go on get and they can't stand him. Well, and, and he has some sort of just insano contract, forever contract. Where they, yeah, I mean, it's a lifetime contract, yeah. right? 30, 35, the same thing. $35 million buyout, I think, is what they said. Well, wasn't it like 70 or 80 last year when they were wanting to do it? So at least it's coming down. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's, I think it's gotten down that far. Hell, it may not be. I think it was like mid-50s last year is where we, when we finally figured it out. But... Um, they just aren't real happy with him, man. And the way 
like Steve said, man, could you imagine if, if like every year you were getting a new team? Well, I mean, if you're winning, it's fine. Like they they were doing that for a while, mm-hmm. and, and and they were fine with it. And they, he only got one yeah. natty out of yeah, it. Post 2015, they've not been able to work it out with that formula. No, but uh, again, it felt like they they. Who was the big man from Stanford? This is killing me. Big man from Stanford. Was he the guy that came in here with uh, on that Tyler Hero uh, team? It's on the tip of my tongue, man. I, yeah, he came I, in and and he played Travis. Oh. Yes, Reed Travis. Reed, Reed Travis. Travis. Mm. Like he, he was pretty good, but but it didn't work out. Who was it that uh, who was it for t- when the hero kid uh, uh, belted out that nobody could guard him in the Tommy Bowl that day, and then he got shut down. Mm. I know he called himself a walking bucket that season at least once. Yeah, that's pretty early on. He did that. I thought so too. Tyler Hero, very punchable face. Yes, He's, Tyler Harrow, so punchable. He should have gone to Duke. He would fit right in at Duke. I agree. One of the all-time. We need to do that when they come down here for the regular all-time season most finale. Kentucky yeah, faces. the the all-time punchable Kentucky face team. Rex Chapman. Hell, let's just do it right now. Saul um, Smith. Oh, he looked like he was from Venus. Oh, like an alien. He's weird looking. Hey, Saul that, Smith, thank you. Uh, that, that wasn't even some of the really good Kentucky teams. I just hated that. Oh, guy. who was that? Uh, who was that guy that played in the late eighties, early nineties for the? He played there for like ten years. He's a white guy, guard. God, I hate Jamel that guy. Martinez, Jared Prickett, Scott Paget, Kenny Walker. You put Tayshon on that list. Taysoft. Yeah, yeah, he's in the conversation for sure. Marcus Cousins. Yeah, but he scared me. I wouldn't punch him. Boogie did. Travis Ford. That's a good one. Uh, so many, so many players from from that era. John Pelfrey. Oh I guarantee. Keith I, I, Bogans. Oh, let's light up. We got uh, open lines from here. As people call in, I, you know, there's some that we absolutely hate that we just haven't thought of yet. Who were the twins? I couldn't the Harrison st- twins. God, I couldn't stand Andrew those Aaron guys. Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> one of them, especially when they went on that run in the tournament, one of them every game was would Aaron. just go bananas. Yeah. It's just like, what are we doing? Are there any that you tolerated or like? Like, mm. I don't really like him right now, but I can honestly say the, the, Belling, the Billingham kid. Billingham, yeah. He's, so good. That, that was might a, learn his name by, before the end of the season. That was, that was impressive. I've been calling him Billingham. But, yeah, I mean, he's an unreal player. I mean, John Wall's pretty hard to top just in terms of elite athleticism. I remember being in, in that. When he uh, did that when, little flex thing. Well, oh, man. When he, um, that game that we wore orange at home, it was per, one of, was, Pearl was coach, right? And it yes. was, I mean, that was a knockdown drag out. I remember watching John Wall. I, I don't think I've ever seen a player in that building. I've seen Michael Jordan play in that building get from baseline to baseline yeah. as quick as John Wall did. Like, it was like watching a funny car or something is uh, human being should not be able to move, move that, that fast while dribbling a basketball he could go r.i.p toby keith sad man sad loss for the country music world yeah he got that's 62 that's way too young mm. way too young weren't many bigger country stars than him about 20 years ago he, he was, a, he put, he was putting run. boots and asses. 
the American way. No, I've never been a big. I mean, it's not my thing. I, I like that one song, uh, the the cowboy song. Great song. Is that that's probably his most popular song? That's his. That's his best song. What song? Is Red that? Solo Cup. That's a good one. Yeah. What what song did you say is his best is song? Should have been a cowboy. Should have been a cowboy. Yeah. I think that's I'm what it's not called. familiar should've, with that right away. I, I just remember. Oh, right I should have been a cowboy. Keep singing. Shut up. <laughs> Hour number two of the drive coming up. It's Fan Run Radio. The drive.